it'll be a little bit um, after like a, a little segment of time. But ladies and gentlemen, everybody who is subscribed to my channel, the 208 people, welcome to another good old session for, oops, as I smacked the mic, another good old session for the Anatomy Podcast. Today, we are talking with the members of Croesus from North Carolina. And this is a band that I've been following for a decent amount of time. Really, really happy to be having them on here today. We're going to be just telling their story, telling their perspective, and also promoting their upcoming single as of this next Thursday, which should be really, really cool. Gentlemen, how are you doing tonight? Terrible. Awesome. <laughs> Transparency. <Fantastic>. Let's go. <laughs> so, yes, we got Brandon, Adam, and Nathan here tonight with us to tell their stories how they got involved with the project that they are now a part of being Croesus. We're going to answer a couple of them juicy questions that we have answered before. And then, of course, we'll be briefly discussing their new single. So, gentlemen, my first half of the podcast, we tell the story of the people themselves that have been involved in the project that is here today, you know, the project that we're promoting. Basically, Whoever wants to go first, go ahead and tell us as much about yourself as possible that you're willing to share. Basically, tell your story, um, and then we'll kind of go from there. Um, I guess me or Brandon can go first. since we're I'll the... let you take this one. Okay. <laughs> um, Brandon and I are the oldest members of the group. We are um, the founding members of Croesus. Uh, we started Croesus kind of just out of nowhere um, in a weird way. We had a different project um, going before that for a few years, and then uh, we just decided to stop doing it and start a new band because that's just what you do when you're tired of playing the other music. You yeah. just make a new band. So we made Cro started Croesus. Um, we didn't have a name at first, um, obviously, but um, our one of our first vocalists, um, his name was Josh. He was, he was the vocalist on the original Mount of Sacrifice and um, on Feed. His brother came up with the name, or I say came up with. I We all thought he just, you know, had this cool name, Croesus. I was like, yeah, that sounds cool. It was better than anything we could think of. Um, and so we, we ran with it, and then it wasn't until... Probably, no, I think November of 2014, um, when we met our uh, our previous drummer Daniel, he uh, he was like, you know, you guys, like it's Croesus, like from Skyrim, right? And I'm like, I guess, sure, <laughs> maybe. I've never played it. And he's like, yeah, that's from Skyrim. And then I'm like, oh, okay. And so I asked my our vocalist Josh. I was like, it's from Skyrim. He's like, yeah, you didn't know. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> so yeah we you know unknowingly have a name from a video game it's a dragon priest in okay. skyrim yeah um, my brother would get a kick out of that he loves skyrim i mean I mean, there are yeah, worse I there are worse accidents yeah yeah right every once in a while we get a comment on a video it's like i found this band while looking for something related to the video game but <laughs> right i'm like oh well Cool. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah, video game. <laughs> Pop culture. There you go. No, that's actually really um, funny. 
So more or less, uh, that would definitely cover the the background of the band and the lineup itself. Um, I do apologize. I kind of like jumped out of nowhere, asked the question. More or less, oh, no, um, the, the, the question would entail like your individual stories and like how you grew up, where you came from, where you were born, like the kind ah. of elementary school stuff. But no, I, okay. I do appreciate that. Sorry. I thought you meant of the band. I right. didn't realize you uh, wanted my life. Well, you can't know anything about me. Fuck you. Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, there you go. Um, there I you suppose I'll folks. share <laughs> I suppose I'll share some of my story then, since I'm arguably the least known member of the band. Uh, Spotlight, I've been there mistaken, you go. I, yeah, I've been mistaken for the bassist on more than one occasion. Oh, shit. Okay. And um, Brian's like the You best guys do look like, a, you know, the same. You know. I know. We're both yeah, white, we're just... and we both have hair. <laughs> Big old hoopy ears. <laughs> Strange. Um, no, I, uh, I, I've grown up in North Carolina my whole life. Um been in Raleigh the whole time. Um, haven't the only traveling I've ever really done has been with the band. Um, so fairly normal comeuppance. Um, I can't remember specifically when I got more like heavily into metal. I just I know my cousin introduced me to Slipknot and uh, like Avenged Sevenfold and Lamb of God back in the day. Um, back during like uh, Lamb of God's like Sacrament era. Okay. Uh, and I just realized I I liked it. And the heaviest band I listened to before that was uh, Linkin Park. So, right. I, you know, it's a step up. And then um, I just happened to meet some friends in uh, middle school, Brandon actually being one of them. And um, we they were all listening to metal, different stuff than I was. And so it was just, I think that was around the time we probably started with, like, Devil Wears Prada, um, Bring Me the Horizon, you know, standard introductory stuff there. And then yeah. that's just now spiraled down into God knows what, you know, black metal and all that good stuff today. Right. Uh, so I, my metal tastes are a little all over the place, but not like super varied. But yeah, uh, pretty boring story for me. <laughs> no, that's completely fine. So, and if anything, um, just so we get this established for the audience and stuff, both on YouTube and on Spotify, um, what are the roles that you gentlemen play in the band Croesus? So, I play one of the guitars. Right. And I play the other guitar. <laughs> yeah. And then good old Nathan? I just actually joined the group very recently. Uh, oh. So, this is going to be awesome, awesome for me. Oh, hell um, yeah, man. But, but, uh, but at any rate, um, I am the drummer. Drummer. I do uh, the percussive things. Right. Okay. All right. So, yeah, now we got that established. This has kind of been a jumbled uh, podcast session, ladies and gentlemen. I do apologize. But basically, Mr. Adam, um, what would you say got you into playing guitar? Because that's probably important for your story. <laughs> well, actually, same cousin that got me into metal. Same cousin. So, yeah, he played guitar. So, And I saw him playing guitar. and I was like, ooh, I want to do that. Hell yeah. So then I just started doing it and found others that wanted to do it. So. All right. Sick. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that is Adam's story for this podcast session, to say the least. Mr. Yes. Brandon, do you want to go up next? Sure. All right. Um, that's kind of like a similar start to Adam. I've basically grown up in North Carolina my whole life. Um, I'm the only member of my family that's actually from North Carolina, aside from, my, I guess, my younger sister. Uh, everyone else has been born in like a different state. So, you know, my mom's from like uh, Texas. My older sister's from Virginia. And, you know, they're they're kind of just all over the place. Um, 
I guess I started, well, I, I initially started getting into music fairly early on. Uh, I think my parents noticed I had like an inclination for it when I was younger. Um, so they got me like a, uh, like a violin when I was maybe nine or 10 or something. And I messed around with that for a bit. Never got good. They didn't feel like paying for lessons. So gave right. up on that fairly quickly. Um, <laughs> But then I, I started in school uh, and I just kind of went through like the traditional band program. And um, uh, my initial instrument was the clarinet. And then I would go from clarinet to bass clarinet. Um, after about like a couple years, I think there was an opportunity. I'd always wanted to play guitar, uh, but there was an opportunity for me to switch to a stringed instrument while I was in school. So like they needed a bass player for the jazz band. So I was like, sign me up because i need <laughs> something with strings just give me anything i can so right uh that carried out throughout my the rest of my middle school and high school uh career i basically did double bass for about what's that six years so that's kind of like my primary string position um and then sometime i guess near the start of the band prior to croesus that me and adam had started uh, we needed a guitar player, and I guess we couldn't find anybody that was in our area that wanted to to join the band that was skilled enough to keep up with Adam. So I was like, okay, well, here, let me give this a shot. And this also kind of explains my uh, my technique, my playing style. If you've ever watched me play uh, my instrument, it's not traditional. I, I kind of flick the strings with like a finger pick. Ooh. So uh, I almost... I, I pretty much brought all of my original bass techniques over to guitar, and I've kind of just played with that type of uh, approach ever since. So right. I, I never learned the proper way until I don't know, maybe like two years ago, and I've started incorporating uh, more traditional techniques with my playing style. But yeah, basically that's kind of how I got from guitar on, and I guess... You know, that's that's pretty much where we are now. There's not much more that's changed from my musical journey exiting high school right. and where we got with uh, Croesus. Yeah, for sure. And I do appreciate you sharing that with us, Mr. Brandon. So if I'm understanding this correctly and collecting it all, basically you went through a wide variety of various instruments going through high school and even graduating. And, you know, as time progressed and you jumped into Croesus, then you decided eventually to jump onto guitar. So you have a pretty substantial music background, at least for yourself individually. Was it more or less back in high school, a like an elective or was it something that you were super, super into? No, that was that was kind of like a passion of mine. I think I always liked music in general, so... I mean, I, I knew I wanted to do something music related. Uh, while I was in school, I had the opportunity to either go to, I don't know if you're familiar with DCI. There was a um, there was a local DCI pit that needed a bass player. Right. Uh, and one of the drum, uh, what's his name? Or, or, he was basically like the, the coach for the drum line at, at my high school, and he was trying to scout me the for... The percussion instructor. There you go. Yeah, there, there you the go. He was trying to scout me for his uh, pit so that I could play bass for him. And similarly, there was a 
person from I think the I think it was the Navy's uh, what is like whatever their symphony is basically I had the option to either go and pursue this like professionally full time as a bass player in a orchestra or to go the marching band route and do it that way so I knew that uh, regardless of what I did I was going to be in music but uh, I just I, I don't know I guess I kind of got selfish and was like I kind of want to do the metal band thing because that's right. cool and sounds good so yeah exactly and there you go like basically you come from a pretty substantial background of music and you've always been super into music and over time you went from more classical instruments to well shredding on guitar now and doing all these various very spacey very alien riffs inside of Croesus, which yeah. is super super cool and like that adds more flavor to the music undoubtedly you got mr adam here who basically has a wide variety of music tastes and then mr brandon here who more or less has a wide variety of various uh instruments that he chambered through so mr nathan you have the spotlight now my friend what can oh, you tell me about yourself how did you end up getting involved with this band getting involved with these bunch of hoodlums what what can you tell me sir what can you tell me about yourself oh well what i can tell you about myself is that i have been playing drums for a very long time um it's one of i guess it, i was around music from a very young age you know watching drummers and just i guess being drawn to the instrument and um my whole family is musical in one way or another either they sing or play piano or something like that so I started playing drums when I was three, and I am in my 30s now. So uh, we'll just we won't do the exact math, but we'll just leave it there. <laughs> right. But um, I don't worry. I'm not like you know 39 or anything like that. But um, you know, I, I'm still uh, uh still. <laughs> I digress. Um, <laughs> I, we um, we're just recently introduced. I would say in the last few months. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. You wanted after. As far as my musical history, playing self-taught pretty much up until, similar to Brandon, I joined the band program and actually wanted to play trumpet, and my dad actually plays the trumpet. So okay. um, I wanted, I'd been playing drums since I was three, wanted to do something different, tried to play the trumpet. The band director found out that I'd been playing drums for that long and then said, nope, you're going to play percussion. And I'm glad he did because, you know, I pretty much excelled in that i found and it just had a niche for it not just by ear but even like reading sheet music and you know playing a completely different style rudimentary percussion is very different um, than just playing drum set and i learned a lot of various different types of percussion like mallet instruments melodic instruments um learned a lot of music theory which i think has bowed me well over the years especially joining croesus um, right very technical um, you know, a lot of rhythmic changes, time signature changes, all of which were easy for me to, you know, adapt to joining the band. Right. Um, actually joining the band, um, I was actually approached to record the drums for them, for this, you know, uh, upcoming release, if you will, uh, and the single coincidentally, that's part of that. But, right. um, I got asked to learn pretty much what is it brandon like 30 minutes of music yeah roughly roughly 30 minutes and i think i did i think i had about at the time when they approached me i had about three weeks 
three and a half weeks, maybe a month at the most <laughs> to like learn this monster of a, <laughs> um, a, a release there. And, and actually I had to write most of it down on paper. So that musical training actually helped me out a lot in terms of, uh, of joining the band and, and doing that for them. And it was an honor to be asked to do it. Um, but after that, we just developed a relationship over time and, um, you know, they kind of hit me up eventually and were like, Hey, what do you think about, you know, coming to jam and learning some of the older songs and, you know, see what's, uh, see what came, because I know they were doing auditions as well. So it was kind of in that whole process since I did the recording, um, they are like, Hey, let's just come, come try it out. And I think we just kind of meshed on more than like musical levels. I think we all get along fairly well. We're all, we're all hoodlums, if you will. <laughs> yeah. No, it's absolutely um, super cool. But but yeah, no, it's 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 really exciting and I'm I'm really excited to write some new things as a member of the band cuz I actually just came in and and performed what was what was already there for me. Um right. and I'll use a lot of my background, classical, uh jazz, world styles, um gospel um, all those elements of, of drumming, um, I mean, I mean, I'm not saying, you know, gospel influences in the music. I mean, if you've ever heard of, if you're ever familiar with the term gospel chops, um, okay. I incorporate a lot of linear fills and stuff like that that are associated with that type of music. I implement a lot of unique things, I think, that are going to accent and, you know, really bring to life a lot of the more technical elements of their guitar parts and stuff like right. that. So I think writing new music is going to be fun. Yeah, that's that's a great way to say that. <laughs> that's that's actually really cool. And like quite unfortunately, I never I, I got into music theory, right? So I plugged into the music theory class after doing two different semesters in a row of guitar and I was immediately just like discouraged. I'm like, nope, I can't do this. So I went right back into guitar and I did that for maybe another semester. So quite unfortunately I am not as educated in music theory or any of those fancier terms that uh, Mr. Nathan Andrew here was uh, just preaching to the choir. Well, but if it makes you yeah. feel any better, neither am I. I have no music theory uh, training. And yeah, and you're an absolute I feel like, piece, so I there feel like there's, a, there's an element that, you know, makes you unique being completely self-taught and almost doing it from feeling rather than by a theory or being I mean, restricted. By certain, you know, rules that you're not supposed to go and parallels, you know, and all that stuff. I mean, you know, yeah. go with what sounds good. And, yeah. you know, there. but when you, yeah, I think it's important to have that natural, <laughs> that natural ability mixed with, but if you can take that and then add a little bit of knowledge on top of that. Exactly. That just great. helps you kind of like appreciate like music as a whole when you can kind of understand the rules behind something yes. it's like oh okay this is why this corporation sounds good because right. this is the correct way for this to go you know? yeah more or less it's just that educational background that fancy word that makes you feel just like you know a little bit more um a little bit more established as a musician but for sure like from a creative standpoint it's like you know sometimes you don't need that education you don't you don't really need that background to make some badass music Plenty of bands out there can demonstrate that in full. But by all means, gentlemen, thank you for sharing your stories. Thank you for sharing your background and basically the path, the journey that has brought you to this point. And I mean, it's awesome because that managed to take up the first half of the session. So 
with huh. those stories, with those journeys being provided to us, bringing us to this point. It is now October in the year 2021. Thursday, these guys have a new single out. We'll get to that later in the session for sure, but just mentioning that again. Now we will get to the juiciest details of Colossus. So, first question being, this is a question I ask every band, and I mean, if it was up to me, I'd be asking every band in the world just to see what their answer was. Obviously, there's a little bit of improv with the name Croesus, the band name, and people are like, "Oh, did you guys did you guys name it off the Skyrim uh, Skyrim character?" So, if anything, if there wasn't a story, a deep meaning behind the name in the first place, has there been a meaning and a story that you guys have formed over time that could be the meaning behind the band's name? Um, I don't think so, honestly. Like it's, I I basically like if. People ask me, I tell basically tell them the same thing I told you earlier. I just was like, oh no, just had no idea. It was just this little uh, a fluke, if right. you will. You know? <laughs> it's just like I don't know. I mean, it, you know, how do like half of all bands name their band? You know, there's not yeah. half the time. There's no deep meaning. They're just like, well, it sounded cool. It's like yeah, yeah, for That's sure. Pretty much what we thought, <laughs> right? And I mean, it is one hell of a name. The, like, you could probably take, uh, I guess, our perspective on the music that we make or the intent behind the music that we make is kind of like the, the symbol behind Croesus. Like yeah. I guess Croesus is kind of like a, a placeholder, so to speak, but the coalition that is, you know, Adam, Nate, Brian, Mac, uh, myself is kind of like, there's a, there's an objective I think that we have collectively when it comes to creating music and it's, it's almost hard to describe, but it's a very abstract concept. Right. And I think that we try and let that show out throughout uh, our, our discography. discography. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you know, when it, when you're listening to a Croesus song, there's going there, there's like a lot of different areas that are intentionally supposed to be covered because right. that's that's part of that abstract vision that we kind of have in mind. Right. Definitely. And throughout the discography of Croesus so far. I mentioned this before we even started the session. It feels when I first listened to it and first listened to Memoir of Free Will, which is, you know, my first record, and then I went back in time, went to the other records. It is the best parts, genre-radically, of Enterprise Earth and the spacey vibe that Rings of Saturn brings. But, you know, just like, I don't know, I prefer to listen to Croesus. <laughs> now I'm just right. like, you know what? This is my alien technical death metal band. And I love that. I absolutely love that. Um if anything, kind of briefly going over you guys' discography as a band, um, have there been any records in the past that have been conceptual or maybe there were like loose meanings over the surface of the record that you would yeah. want to kind of bounce across? Because there is indeed another series that I have that I might, like if you guys have the time later in time, I would love to do it with you under the skin and we would be like going track by track. But if anything, general idea, across the whole discography what do we got going on as far as like concepts or just the mindset behind them um so for our first ever ep man of sacrifice there is no concept behind that really um that one was more just about capturing i guess an atmosphere uh kind of like a dark ish atmosphere like i would say like blackened Mm -hmm. But like more more on that side, more just standard kind of death core mixed with like gent sound. 
Yeah. Um, but there, there's no overall concept for that album. Um, and lyrically, I can't remember what every song is necessarily about. Um, right. I'd have to uh, talk to our old vocalist about that one. Um, oh, right. That's, that's for, completely fine. For um, Solemn Vodum, that one we initially were planning to have be a concept album. Um, the only songs that actually became the concept we had planned out were the final two tracks, the track Soul and Bottom and uh, Terminus. Okay. And the concept uh, concept behind that was it's, it's kind of uh, almost religious in nature. Um, so Soul and Bottom when translated translates to I it's not Sun Singer specifically, but that's what we went with. Um, I think it translates to Sun Speaker or something of that nature. Okay. And so I just and that's that's from a video game actually. Sun Singer is from uh, Destiny. It was back when the oh. first Destiny game had come out. Yeah. It's, yeah, I think it's one of the um, I can't remember what they're called. One of the, like the subclasses or for like a warlock or something. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You're right. So I I just liked the name of it, and so I kind of created an idea in my head of what could that be. So the Sun Singer is this sort of um, not physical being, but it's something more like the afterlife. Um, so it's a it's you could think of it as like a god essentially. Yeah, a and deity. Then, yeah, so Terminus, the song Terminus, that song is kind of about um, dying and, like, kind of just the peril that comes with, like, uh, being on your on death's tour and then what happened, what comes after, you know? Yeah, um, the great time. So, the, the, yeah, the song, like, starts out just basically it's like someone talking about, you know, what what comes after this? Is it just blackness? Is it... Uh, is it going to be like hell? What is it? And um, it's despite how the song sounds at the end, uh, it's supposed to be like lyrically, it's a happy ending. Um, we didn't tie the music in with the concept that well, <laughs> so like, you know that song ends with Volvadinia's vocalist um, oh. just coming in brutally. So Ooh, it, okay. uh, it does not match the uh, lyric lyrical <laughs> vibe at all. Hey, and that's then, completely uh, okay, man. That is what metal is. It's it's very contradictory, yeah. but um, but memoir was the first one that actually has a full concept. So, and we, I'd say we've written our concepts differently than to how other bands would do it normally. Okay. Um, so lyrically, the concept of a memoir of free will, if if we took the lyrics literally, uh, basically the world has ended, and it's about a man. Or a character, rather. Um, yeah. I don't think it's gendered. Um, but it's about a character who loses its whole family, um, aside from their mother, if I remember, their mother, um, and they yeah. survive the initial ending of the world. And they get separated at some point. And so then it's about the character's journey to find their mother. And okay. um, along that journey, they go through a lot of different hardships and all kinds of stuff. He's uh, the character is visited by uh, some sort of uh, deity, I guess, um, which turns out to actually be the mother. Um, she, uh, the mother, died at some point, but he wasn't around 
to see it. Mm. And so it's about him coming to terms with that by the end of it. And he comes out okay. So uh, it's kind of about choosing your own, like not going down like darker paths. Cause you know, I mean, anyone who's lost a family member has probably fallen into some form of depression. Um, right. And so, and that, you know, what comes with depression is a lot of dark times and there's a lot of uh, dark paths you can take to attempt to solve your depression or there's better alternatives. So it's kind of, it's kind of like that right. uh, for memory free will. And so musically, like normally with concept albums, there's uh, themes that play throughout. Like um, most bands will take a riff from the first song and then they'll yeah. kind of work it, bring it back in like the middle of the album and then maybe again at the end. Um, we only have one repeating or one theme, I guess, that repeats, and it's the um, opening. It's the opening of the first song and the first riff of the first song. They come back um, in the title track, um, the intro to the title track, the 10-minute long song, very last song. Right, right. Is kind of like a, um, it's just a different feeling version of the intro to Gone But Not Forgotten. Right. And then the the ending of uh, memoir or the title track is the same. I call it a riff. It's really just um, one note, a pretty motif. much played. Yeah, motif, <laughs> whatever you want to call it. Um, but it's a happier version of the version from Gamba Not Forgotten. So it, it starts out. The story starts dark and then ends light. Right. Um, which is something we hadn't done before. The previous two albums we've done, they both ended on a heavy dark breakdown. Uh, standard breakdown, you know, but yeah, no, it's, that's so super cool. We're doing something similar uh, with this EP as well. Okay, awesome. Well, I do appreciate you uh, kind of filling me in on the discography of Croesus so far. Great band, great project, great people that we have here tonight with us, ladies and gentlemen. Um, and I do appreciate you guys' time thus far. So now. Now, we gently, very vaguely travel into the future. You guys oh, got boy. your new single coming up on Thursday. What can you tell the audience? What can you tell everybody listening in right now? Like, what can you tell them about this new single? What's different about it for Croesus? You, you can go, Brandon, I guess. I've talked enough. Oh, man. Um, I'll say this. I think that th the music that's about to come out is structured with a lot more care than memoir like we took a lot of time dissecting parts in memoir but there's different amounts of uh like i what, what i i don't even know how to properly explain it there, there's a lot of layers basically how long there's, did we take to write this ep how many oh, months man um we probably took well if i'm being honest we probably took maybe two three months to write. wow yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. We, it was I mean, well. We took like approximately long. half a year to get everything fleshed out completely, and then to get to. I guess we kind of continued tweaking things after we recorded it initially to go back. So we'll say a year. We'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll put it there. Right. But we, uh, yeah, we we've sat on it for a while. Right. The, uh, going over it uh, meticulously because. I mean, I'm sure most bands, I'm sure a lot of bands will eventually just not like their earlier work, um, depending <laughs> right. on who they are. Like, I don't personally like Soul and Bottom that much as an album. Um, 
I just, I hear a lot of flaws in it. And I mean, we wrote that whole thing in a month. Oh like, shit. So it was, there's a lot of parts I still like, um, but it, it's very flawed in my eyes. And I think that showed when we first released it. And so we made sure a memoir was going to fix those flaws. And I think we did, but even then there's still a couple parts that I wasn't, I listen to now and I'm not as satisfied with. So right. we wanted to make sure we had enough time to sit with this new uh, EP and make sure it was perfect to our liking. And ideally coming from just a very based, um, just like very foundation level, uh, basic level creator. That's what I'm trying to get to. There's always tortured artist syndrome, no matter how like good you get at your creative medium, you look back on your other stuff and you're like, wow. <laughs> like, right. Yeah. Like, not vibing with it anymore you're like i know i could have done so much better but of course you know that's that's the creation you did in the past this is the here this is the now so this is the future and mr nathan i got a question for you concerning this new single um right. is Go this ahead. your um is this your first new song with croesus or what is it another song we have yet to hear about um it would be this would be one song of the several songs um <laughs> that you're gonna everyone's gonna eventually be able to enjoy um but yeah the this will be the first released song that anyone has been able to listen to or access in any way that had me as a part of the process yeah there we go there's the answer so yeah there you have it people we got new croesus coming heavy on thursday cannot wait um it, it's pronounced begonia right yeah like the flower okay cool awesome i usually mess that up like i thought i was good at pronouncing shit with my call center job but apparently not so um i got it that time though so that's what's important so ladies and gentlemen thank you for your time tonight this was nathan andrew brandon skurlock right skurlock skurlock yep Skrlock, sick, and Adam from Croesus of North Carolina. Josh, shout out to you, buddy. These people are from your side of town. I wish I was in North Carolina, but I'll be there. I'll be pretty close to there pretty soon. So that's all that matters. But thank you, gentlemen, for your time. Thank you for sharing the story of Croesus as well as your own stories. And be sure to have a great night. We'll probably be getting in touch with Croesus here eventually concerning Under the Skin, dissecting all the lyrical content of you know, more recent releases and what has yet to come. Be sure to have a great night, guys. Thanks for having us. Yes, of course. Later. Thanks. Appreciate it. Mm -hmm. It's taking a little bit. Ooh. There we go.